Yo, what it do, boys? What it do, girls? What it do, aliens? What it fucking do? Uh, welcome to episode 48. Uh, similar to the TV show, I guess this is the first 48 uh, episodes of, 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 of the Just Another Knicks Fan podcast. And I am your host, Jack F., a.k.a. Just Another Knicks Fan. Uh, happy thanks uh, given to the game, to everybody. Uh if you're out here, it's a lot to be grateful for. Four, four, four. Um, I'm thankful for my health and my potential wealth, and just controlling my own destiny. I think that's important. Um, thankful for having great friends and family, and a lot of things that I have. And and you know, hopefully everybody else is too, and hopefully everybody else holding it down. Uh, this time of the year, it's always like a reality check. Like, oh shit, another year just went by. Uh, we all know this one is a bit different than others, but um, enough of this mushy shit, y'all. Yo. You know, um, like I said, welcome to to episode forty eight, the first forty eight. Hopefully, you know another forty eight coming your way. Bow bow. But uh, I just found you know something very interesting of topic is when like females discuss how. They are unbothered or they act unbothered to a situation where they were clearly bothered and their response is unbothered. And I think that's just very hypocritical of the actual word unbothered. I feel like in order to be unbothered, you don't got to say that word. You don't got to address that word. But I, I just always enjoyed entertainment of something that involves that word. Because, you know, there was some serious drama in that situation where someone had to be unbothered. Fix a lot. Like, I remember when Nikki and, uh, forgot, I think it was Remy. And, um, Nikki kept saying she was unbothered. And that made me think, uh, she was bothered. And a similar situation happened recently where the girl said she was unbothered. But I guess she clearly uh bothered. But enough of that shit, you know. I just find that I'm bothered. I just had to address that word that come. It kept crossing my mind, so I had to address it. You feel me? But that word is funny, man. I love it when females use it, uh, addressing certain situations that bother them. You know, it's like it's like it's like when a, you know a lot of my Laker fan friends, you know, when Lakers go through like a three game losing streak. I'm like, damn, bro, y'all going through a little slump over there. And, you know, their response is like, yo, you know, the Knicks ain't winning chips in 73. Like, that's clearly, you know, somebody that's bothered, but they're saying it's all good and making it seem as if they're very unbothered. So that's like a situation, you know, in, in sports talk where people act like they're unbothered until they start, like, shitting on your team's accomplishments. Like, what's your team done lately? That's a, that's a bothered statement, you know. If he wasn't as bothered, he'd be like, yo, it's all good, bro. We lost three. You know, um, low management right now. You know, everybody ain't not really going that hard type shit. But when you come out the gate just shitting on my team, yeah, it means you bothered. But it's all good, man. It's part of the game. You know, it'd be whack if people were always unbothered. If there literally were. You know, this world would be basically uh, very robotic. I mean, we already headed towards a robotic way. So imagine, like, everybody being unbothered. I mean... It'll be interesting.
to say the least. I will say that. But, you know, yesterday I conversed with some, you know, Nick fans uh, at, the, at the app called Clubhouse. It's a valid, it's a valid app, yo. I like it because you know, people get out there, you know, just talk their shit. And, you know, everybody gets their voice heard and it's chill. Like, you know, as long as you're respectable, everyone else is respectable. And I think that's all you could really ask for in the society. I think that shouldn't be too much to ask for. But in the times we live in, it, it definitely feels like it. I will say that, you know, a lot of things are too much to ask for, which it shouldn't be that way, but it is. But what could we do? But here yeah, the Clubhouse, you know, the app is... It's like an exclusive invite only if your friend got it. They could put you on type shit. And trust me, I'm not that, like, that cool. I'm all right, you know. I just know some cool friends that got into the game. They put me on the game. And, you know, I was in it for a couple of days, but I didn't really know how to get my feet wet. And then uh, I saw the Knicks discussion. I'm like, this is right up my alley. I, I does this. This is what I do. So I, I pulled up in there and you know, listened to everybody talk. And, um... Uh, for the most part, I guess, the, you know, the regular Knicks fans, we, we got the same pulse, the same beat right now. And and the objective is very clear. It's just to, like, basically build from the ground up. So, basically, I got a, I got a good pulse. Like, the way I feel, I feel like a lot of Knicks fans feel. Like, how long are we going to do this tagging shit for? How long are we going to be, like, not elite for? we we'll probably just say another year or two. Like, maybe this year. And then the year afterwards, but after that is we 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 in attack mode. We on offense. Uh, we're gonna be aggressive. You know, the first thing we were worried about was how we're gonna draft the players, how we're gonna move through the draft, how we're gonna move through free agency. And so far, we've been doing good. We could have been a little better, but it is what it is. And from what I gathered. From, from just having that discussion with other Knicks fans in the chat was no one really wants Westbrook on the Knicks. I mean, we would like to if we had someone else, obviously, with him, but it's just not right timing. Uh, the Gordon Haywood situation would have been interesting, but since it didn't happen, there's no need to really talk about it or think about it. And that's why him going to the Hornets was just interesting. Like, I right, cool. Made me think about what the Hornets got schemed up right now. Don't know. Maybe they could get Westbrook. You know, Hollywood and Westbrook. That's a playoff team. I could see it happening. They got Rozier. They got they got a couple young bulls out there on the Hornets. No pun intended because, you know, Michael Jordan on the Hornets. And he was a bull. Young bull. You see what I did there. Wordplay all day. A day. That's what I do. And it was good. Like, the Hornets, they might have some. Like I said, I don't think none of these teams is done. Uh, making transactions just feels like it, but it is going to move fast. We're almost a week away from, less than a week away from training camp. Training camp is December 1st. Man, I always think December 1st is a great day, personally. It's just a, a one month left in the year, like, close out strong. And it's December 1st, you know what I'm saying? Like, why not? You feel me? And, yeah, expect some shit to happen because I know I have a great feeling that the the Hornets are going to try to get rid of Nicholas Batum. And maybe we could swing a trade and, and take on his cap, the the the, the, the his salary, basically. 
And, and we could hopefully soon, uh, trade Julius Randle. Like I said, man, it's like, oh, I love for Julius Randle. But it's not impersonal. It's just all on the court. Like, hopefully we could trade him and, and get Nicholas Batum and let him just chill out, collect his 25 M's, 27 M's. And why he could just do the same thing me and the Knicks fans are doing, which is watch the young Bulls develop. And hopefully, you know, he could tutor them, mentor them, put them on game or, you know, show them the ropes. Hopefully, if you do get him and we get Randall to, to Charlotte, that could potentially be benefiting for both teams because if Julius Randall goes to the Hornets, he won't be the first option. He doesn't have to be that. And I think if he's a second or third option, I think he'll thrive and do much better than he did on the Knicks. I mean, his numbers were solid, but at times it was just hard to watch. And... I would never question his effort, which is what I admired about him the most, Julius Randle, the fact that I didn't have to question his effort. You know, the dude balled out. He gave us his best. But it's just every single time he spin moves, it always makes us nervous. And I just felt like if he was a second or third option, I think he would have been doing great for us. I mean, he did great, but let me let me walk that back. He did good, but it wasn't as good as we needed to be or as efficiently as we needed it to be, but... If if he was second or third option, I think like he would be on the Hornets behind Haywood, or even if like I said, if the Hornets somehow get Westbrook, he's a solid third option. Julius Randle's a solid third option because all that other stuff he he's doing, he won't have to do. He won't have to do all that spin move, creation because he's gonna have more room to operate and do him. So him actually leaving the Knicks actually benefits him as well in terms of his game and his efficiency because we've seen what he did with the Pelicans when he was the second option behind AD. He was just flat-out killing, doing him and putting up numbers. He put up numbers on the Knicks too, but like I said, it wasn't as pretty as it was on the Pelicans. So I think even a change of scenery could do Julius Randle wonders and him being with Westbrook, like another competitive duel, that team could be interesting in terms of where they land in, in the playoff seating. The Hawks made a lot of noise as well in terms of just stockpiling talent, stockpiling players. So I expect them to make the playoffs. And if the Hawks somehow don't make the playoffs this year, that's going to be very interesting, to say the least. And uh, give me one second, y'all. Yeah, my bet on that game. I got something that uh, I had to attend to and something that Required my intention and time. So, I'm right back at it, though. But, yeah, so I do Julius Randle, yo. He's not whack. But I just think with the floor spacing that the, as a team you got to develop, I think we sort of be better off without him. I think he will benefit uh, tremendously by going to a different team and being the second or third option. And, you know, that's really that on that situation. You know, it would be great to... See if Mitchell Robinson could develop a little mid-range jumper. Just a respectable mid-range jumper. And if Obi Toppin, I'm hearing that he has a, a great a great shot like for his standards. So I guess he can pitch a three ball. He could do a little mid-range. So they're basically giving me the Amari Stoudemire vibes when it comes to Obi. That means because Amari, he could, I say what you want about Amari's defense. But yo, he could shoot the mid-range pull-up. That shit was money. And... Well, he shot a three every now and then. I had, a, I felt like it was going to go win. Like, Murray wasn't a bad three-point. Like, I don't know his percentage, but whenever he shot it, it felt like, yo, this shit just might go in. 
And I feel like if he shot him more often, who knows how he would have turned out as a three-point shooter because the game has changed. So, you know, we see Amari develop that mid range jump. It wasn't always there. It was something that he added on to his game throughout his career. So, if Obi has anything close to that coming into the league, even though he is four years old, like Amari was 18 and he was busting ass, like, she was wild. But um, if Obi coming in, I don't care if he's 25 right now, but, like, basically, you got the mid-range pull-up and your three-point shot is respectable, that's going to help us out. You know what I'm saying? And those going to help us out if Mitchell Robinson has a decent mid-range pull-up because they're going to have to respect that shit. And that's going to improve the spacing somewhat for players like R.J. Barrett, DJ, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., and, like, Kevin Knox. And Kevin Knox, yeah, man, you need to get that sniper as well. Like, we need players. We need to build from within. And I don't think it's asking Kevin Knox too much to develop that three-pointer or at least be more consistent with it. Same thing with OB. Same thing with RJ Barrett. Like, these players, they have the tools to become better. And we're going to see. we got to see what happens with the staff we got and see what happens. It's just weird that this season going to be 72 games. I'm so used to it being 82. But uh, 72 is better than zero games, I will say that. But like I said, you know, our team's looking interesting. If our players develop, we, we could be a decent team this year. We could be a 29-43, and 27-45, uh, 31-41. Like, like I said, it's, we're not done making moves. So we could even be 33-39. and 39. And it's just interesting for the fact that the Knicks has got to be a 10 seed to even have a chance to make the playoffs. And if they are, they might have a chance to make the playoffs. So, we'll see what happens. And I'm not expecting them to even beat a Tennessee. But if they are, that's cool. That's lit, I guess. But if not, that's cool, too. You know, obviously, I want them to do good. But, you know, we're going to see what happens. We got uh, still three weeks before the season starts. And I wonder what. I don't feel like the NBA is done making moves. Whenever it gets quiet. I get excited. I'm like, yo, some shit gonna go down out of nowhere. Get the notification on my phone. Some shit just went down. I like that shit. I like that shit when it's a calm day. Nobody, the volcanoes in the la, uh, the lava's in the volcano, and then pow, just floods my phone, floods my group chat, and then we just talk about it and and discuss hypotheticals. That's what we do. Like when Paul George went to the Clippers in the middle of the night and I was sleeping and I woke up to like 400 messages, four missed calls. I was like, yo, some shit just went down. And it was PG going to the Clippers. I feel like they gave up way too much for for, for Paul George, but at the time it didn't seem like much, but hindsight is always 20-20. He's like, yo, yep, I was deep, man. I ain't have to do all that. Jerry West, for the first time, I could say he got a bit finessed. Like, a little bit. He did finesse him a little bit, man. Like, if they want to chip this year, man, you ain't want to go say shit about those first-round draft picks he gave up, man. And shout out Bill Chris and all that, you know what I'm saying? But, yo, for some reason, I would not mind Westbrook getting traded to the Nets. I just think that would be very interesting to see how that would unfold. I feel like the Nets have more of a package for Westbrook than they do for Harden. This is my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but I think it'd be easier for them to land Westbrook than it would be for B. Harden. But I don't know if that'll be benefit beneficial to the Nets, but it low key could be. And I don't feel like breaking that down, but that's just how I feel. And 
Yeah, that's all I really got for now, but it felt good, you know, talking to other Knicks fans and seeing that we, you know, most of us is on the same page. And some of them, which I'm not mad at, just believe we're, like, doing for failure. I was like, you know, I, I can't even, can't even knock that, bro. I feel you, like, that's how you feel, bro. I mean, we haven't given much to believe in for the past few years, but, I mean, you got to be positive about something. Like, we always talked about, you got to improve the staff. You got to improve the people up top. I mean, Dolan's the owner, yeah, but, I mean, we can't change that. But we can change everything else. And those changes that we have made, they've been pretty solid. We actually finessed the draft a little bit. So we we been working, man. We've been active. And hopefully we just stay at this pace and we don't try to uh, skip the process. So in the words of, you know, Joel Embiid, you know, we just got to trust the process. Understand we really can't compete with the Nets right now, talent-wise. Even though the Nets, they, they think they got a chance of, like, being the big bros of the city. Uh, I'm going to just say this. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, even if Nets win a chip or two with KD and Kyrie. Because as soon as KD and Kyrie's gone, that's it, man. Y'all got some, you know, fair weather fans for the most part. I know there's some diehard Nets fans and shit. And respect to y'all. But for the most part, it's going to be a lot of fair weather fans. And once that hype die down, once that little run is over, it was going to be back to regular shit. So, I don't see how it's going to be a Nets town. When once that KD era is over, it's right back to regular shit. And by that time, the Knicks going to have their shit together. Man, we're going to be lit. And it's going to be the garden being eaten again. It's like, But we just got to get through these times as Knicks fans. Like, yo, we just got to thug it out. Enjoy the player development. And hopefully, I still want the Nets to do good. But like I said, not too good. And see what happens. But I, I, I'll be honest, like, whether the Nets get harder or not, they should be in the NBA Finals. Do I want them there? That's a whole different discussion. But a very simple answer, no. And I would love for them to lose in the first round or some shit. But that's just not being realistic. That's just not. And at the same time, like I said, it is fun to watch Katie and Kyrie play because they... Two motherfucking ballers, yo. Scorers, I love scorers. They're scorers. Kyrie be a ball. I like that shit. I like it when somebody has 42 points and no assists. Like, I admire that shit. I'm not one of those, damn, yo, he didn't even get one assist. I'm like, damn, bro, he didn't even get an assist. That's fire. Like, different mindset, yo, different perspectives, you know. I like when KD, like, 19 for 30 in three quarters, has, like, 48 points, but you know he could have dropped 80. But since they already blowing out the team they're playing, it's like, yeah, I'm cool, yo. I'm cool on that. Like, I don't need to do all that. And, um, yeah, that's all I really got for today. I got some other things I wanted to get into, but I figured I'd save that for the next episode on some Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg shit. You know? Ah, my shit. I can't, I'm not even good at that shit. But, yeah, I'm going to save this for the next episode. This was the first 48. Um, Knicks fans, we got this, man. Just hang in there. We will write the ship. And happy Thanksgiving, like I said, to everybody out there, everybody in there, like swimwear. I'll be safe, man. And y'all be happy. Health is wealth. Go Knicks. Go world. Skrr. Your boy Jack F. Skrr.